This week in league, for the first time this decade, Mad Monday passes without incident in the Louis household. But that doesn't mean the NRL wife beaters were all behaving themselves. Lottie Takiri is set to get one more season to grab that elusive hat trick. But who will be left to pass him the ball? Cliff Lyons rejects allegations of a Hand of God try last Friday night, stating he was nowhere near Allianz Stadium at the time. And we'll review all of the action from the second round of the final series. All that and more this week in league. Welcome to episode 105 of This Week in League. I'm Nate. And I'm Glenn. Yes, he's back. I am. I'm back. And I'm fucking sadder than ever. <laughs> and not for the reasons you might think. No. no yeah. The, um, well, things haven't really improved in terms of uh, the football portion of no, your life and existence. No. I was hoping it would just peter away to nothingness until March next year, but unfortunately uh, that hasn't been the case. No, no, it keeps the news keeps getting uh, getting worse, but we'll get into that. Um, I don't really have any other sort of uh, news to kind of report, really. Oh, look! I just want to say, um, firstly, it's good to be back, and I want to say thank you to Sam for stepping in and doing such a fantastic job in my absence, and probably outdoing me, which is a little bit of a shame. It's a little bit sad. It's a bit hard to a bit hard to admit to. I have to say. <laughs> um, but anyway, Sam, don't ever fucking come back and make me look bad. Um, and also, obviously, uh, it's been a very hard few weeks uh, for our little family. And uh, I just want to say thank you to everyone that um, that tweeted me or posted on Facebook or DM'd me. And you all know who you are and, and you're all fucking amazing. And I appreciate your support and uh, just reaching out and making sure that okay because there's so many of you. I can't possibly thank each and every one of you but i appreciate the support and the uh tool nation family is one very strong unit and i appreciate everyone's uh love and support well said and true yes uh, there's a lot of uh, a lot of uh yeah very uh very good emails and things like that that came in they were very surprising as well you know sort of people opening up as well you know like mm. stuff's happened to them so yes yeah, uh you know we there's, we attract a lot of fucking idiots and grunks and, uh, and, and trolls. We do get, must give off some idiot scent or something. Yeah. Maybe that's me. However, <laughs> despite all that, we must be doing something right because, I mean, we do attract, uh, you know, some fucking top, top people that listen to the show. So, uh, And I really appreciate everyone sharing their own um, pretty tragic experiences. Um, I, I, I have to say it was the toughest time of my life um, and... For anyone that doesn't know the, the backstory or whatever, anyway, we, um, my wife, unfortunately, lost our our little baby boy at 20 weeks of pregnancy. So uh, that's the basically the the story behind it all. It was a very very tragic and tough time for us. Uh, but I must admit, one thing that helped me get through so far, we've still got a ways to go. But um, having people, the listeners of the show, you know, share their own um, experiences with you know being in the same sort of situation. Um, even, you know, right up to the exact time, you know, yeah. the week. Um, very, very enlightening and, and certainly it makes you realise that, you know, other people um, get through and, and experience that and get on with life and, you know, sure they might be Canberra fans, but fucking 
they get through. <laughs> they get through and they soldier on and, they, and they're great people and I appreciate them. And let's face it, they make it to the second week of the final. So, I mean, you know, it's not like they're doing it that badly. Oh, it's good to be back, mate. It's good to be back. <laughs> In summary, fuck you, Nathan. <laughs> but not fuck the fans. You're not gonna no, 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 no. You're not going to be threatening to stab not anyone. Just yet. This not week just is going to be an amnesty, general amnesty from stabbing people in the face or whatever the usual crappy character no no you're not going to have an amnesty I've said thank you jeez <laughs> alright and also it's not this week in soft cocks <laughs> and once again thanks to everyone who has uh, bought uh, stuff through onit.com onnit.com uh, helps pay the bills and if you haven't heard the, the spiel before I mean here it goes again they're basically a supplement company Makers, I mean, they do expand into other other areas as well, like fitness gear. But uh, what we're predominantly, uh, I guess, concerned with is the supplements. Uh, the one, the main one is Alpha Brain, and also Shroom Tech Sport, uh, Shroom Tech Immune. What else? New Mood. Uh, then they've got the Hemp Force Protein that's just come out, which is kind of rare. And uh, did you get some Hemp Force? Not yet. No. It's like it's. Just it's been jamming the Shroom Tech Immune into me though. And working, I mean, I've, I've never been as, as sick as I've ever been uh, this this winter, and I wasn't taking it. And like next time, I'm just going to start smashing it because that flu shot. I'm, I blame the flu shot for fucking me up. I've never, I've been sick like four times this winter. Yeah, I got, um, I got a chest infection in light of everything else that was going on, and um, I think it was just my body fucking shutting down. I don't, I don't think I really slept uh, any more than like an hour stretch at once for three weeks. And by the end of it, I was I ended up fairly sick, but um, I started jamming a few more uh, Shroom Tech Immunes into me. Yep. And um, I must admit, once I sort of upped the dosage a little bit, so to speak, um, uh, I'm, I'm definitely on the mend a lot faster. So awesome. It's, uh, and you know, obviously, Alpha Brain, the amount of uh, shit that's been going through my head, but it does make you uh, think that little bit clearer. And uh, you know, it gives you it gives you that clarity and it allows you to process, um, which has certainly been helpful in my little experience. Definitely, and you can get ten percent off just for uh, helping us out. Uh, just go to onnit on it dot com, buy any product you like, put in the code TWIL, and you get ten percent off. And also, there's a money back guarantee on the first thirty pills. Well, these the, most of these supplements come in packs of thirty, so uh, you know if you buy if you're unsure about whatever. Give them a try. Money back guarantee on the first 30 anyway. So you get 10% off and, you know, can't miss. Plus it helps us, uh, basically it helps us directly pay for hosting and stuff like that. So all good. Uh, Just go and buy some. Stop us rambling on. Exactly. Anyway, enough of that shit. Let's get back into news. Story A this week in league favourite has returned to the country with a splash. Former NRL player Anthony Watts has been taken to hospital in handcuffs after an incident involving police at the Gold Coast home of his ex fiancee. Police were called to the Miami home of Shannon Kiss and her family about 8am this morning. According to news reports, witnesses have claimed the former North Queensland Cowboys and Sydney Roosters player was trying to break in and was shouting threats. 
Her father, Shane, told Channel 9 News that the family feared he was carrying a gun, but police later found he was simply waving around a mobile phone. They searched his car and seized a large wad of cash. Watts was released from the Roosters last year after he was charged with assaulting her, Miss Kiss that is, but the charge was later dropped. The 25-year-old joined English Super League club uh, Witness Vikings, but was reportedly sacked earlier this year after he was arrested following a drunken brawl. So, what a fucking classy piece of work that cocksucker is. Isn't he? Isn't he? Mm. On a weekend when uh, North Queensland has showered itself in glory as being classless fucking cocksuckers. <laughs> Here comes their favourite son, the little uh, renegade ranger himself, to uh, try yeah, and finish look, the job he started. I don't want to waste too much breath on on that class of person, and I use the term class fairly loosely. Um, you know, I, I, I always think of the the family and and the the female involved in these sorts of situations like i know it's it's a it's a problem that goes on and on and on and, and there's a lot of uh a lot of people that go through it and go keep going back to the person but this is this is a situation where it was a fairly high profile case where allegedly uh someone was was beaten yeah and um and ended up going back to that same person and here we are we find you know that same couple being involved in in this sort of you know altercation again, and you just wonder what the fuck are they thinking. So that's for another uh, another podcast this week in fucked relationships. <laughs> this, but, um, this, this week in domestic violence. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you know, I, I have a some personal experience as far as my family. I've certainly had you know Nicklin. You know, she beats me fairly regularly, but and little, fucking rightfully so. Well, there's yeah, a little piece of me that likes it, though. No, yeah. So it's it's hard to say it's domestic abuse. Um, <laughs> I always say thank you for it at the end of it, but not to make light of it. Um, my own family has been affected by that exact type of relationship, and um, it's not pretty. And there's just no explanation as to why it happens. And uh, hopefully, uh, the young lady sees the error of of her ways and. And hopefully that that's the end of it, and and he can face some sort of justice, you know, for for this fucking appalling behaviour. Yeah, look, I don't really have all the information about what's happened in this one. I'm not sure how much information's come out, but I was chatting to someone on Twitter earlier, and they were saying like he was he, he had successfully broken in, and like he was in her bed, and um and so like you know then what she's she's woken up and he's there and she's like oh you know, so you know take that with a grain of salt, but that's that's what I heard. Mm. Um, that's allegedly. Yeah, it's allegedly. This whole this whole thing is allegedly, mm. and um, just like allegedly, you know, Anthony Watts, you know, you start start throwing threats around to people, mm. and your life. That's what he does. And your life disintegrates. Yeah, because pretty much you can put a, you can draw a line, and say what's happened in his life after that. Yeah, after he threatened this this particular podcast. Yes. Um, well, you would say his his career's been uh, in decline. Exactly, completely in decline. Yes. So uh, you're welcome. Next. Des Hasler's latest whinge, he's called for referees to adjudicate on contentious tries via sideline televisions. Um, he said extra referees, meaning the video referees, have to be abolished. And uh, it, he would uh, eradicate the, the use of video refs for controversial tries. The quote is, if we keep the video referee, then the only ones judging the video referee should be on-field referees. Somehow, we've got to set up vision on the sideline for two referees to go and look at the vision themselves and let them make a call. They're exposed to it the most. They're there in the moment. They, all do, the, they do all the work through the week. This removes all benefit of the doubt, and it's up to them. 
I like the fact that we're thinking about ways to improve this fucking appalling situation that we find ourselves in, um, such as some of the decisions that have been made recently, as most recently as last Friday night, um, and across the course of the season. But um, even Saturday I night, just, not only the result in a try, but we'll go over it. Okay, we can. I, I can't think of anything as appalling on Saturday night as what went on on Friday night. And across the course of the season, I'd hate to uh, get too bogged down on as to what happened on Friday <laughs> night because, you know, there's probably a hundred occurrences of exactly the same thing uh, in various games throughout the season. But I just fail to see, uh, with Desi's proposal, what the fuck good is having a TV on the sideline. Two refs doing what a video ref would do anyway. And when, you know, a video ref can look at a TV in a box, which admittedly isn't on the sideline, but still a TV being looked at by someone who's utterly incompetent. Could you imagine looking at a TV on the sideline and the crowd, you know, where the TV's set up, which which end of the crowd is it set up, you know, which which team, and if it's a, it's a decision that's going to go against the team, you know, that the crowd support, that's where this TV's set up, and you can imagine them just yelling, like, at the sideline, just absolutely just I'd like to see, the whole time. you know, the referee's already wide for sound, um, for the media, but I'd, I'd like to see a situation where, much like the NFL, where they flick a little switch and start talking yep. to the crowd and giving explanations. At the PA, yeah. You know, why um, just having Tony Archer say, I made that decision because of a complete incompetent fuckhead. Thing is, well, that's not really Tony Archer that's now been that incompetent. Not, well, not 90%, but a, a vast Referee majority. Referee X. Yeah. Vast, Jeez, you're on Tony Archer's nuts. No, the vast majority. I mean, I'm saying not so much field referees, it's more video referees that are the problem. Tony's not the only Archer. You got a bit of Cupid. You got a bit of Cupid for Tony. You got to be fucking joking, right? You do realise Tony Archer's record of refereeing against. I mean, he's. I'm, I'm he's, just saying. You sound like a nut hugger. He's no Matt. He's no Matt Chechen, But let me tell you, he's not on fucking Christmas card list all the same. Mm. Well, anyway, you keep hugging Tony Archer's nuts. We'll keep trying to find a way to fucking rectify these appalling decisions that are being made. I would like Such to say that, Friday night. I would like to say Des Hazel should shut the Times fuck up two. because that's a ridiculous idea. Just most, pretty much like every idea that fucking mullet's ever had. Um, next story. <laughs> <laughs> not going to jump in there, all right? Sorry. The Bulldogs. Oh, try- I've said all I need to say about your complete and utter Bulldogs. appalling hypocrisy when it comes to Desmond Bartholomew Hasler. Bulldogs trying to steal from the Rabbitohs. Uh, there's a big row now at the moment between Canterbury and South, uh, basically concerns Sonny Bill Williams because um, the Bulldogs want to try and pinch the traditional season opener against the Sydney Roosters that ordinarily you'd see the Rabbitohs uh, contest. But um, Todd Greenberg sent uh, a letter to the NRL in February when the speculation about Sonny Bill was at its highest and uh, he asked that they be given the opening round game against the Roosters at ANZ uh, because he believes the showdown would attract 80,000 fans, which would be a record for a standalone premiership game. Um, obviously, uh, the the article here clearly has the has the letter, you know, an exact copy of the letter because they've got numerous quotes from it, such as "I don't need to reflect on the various issues that Sonny Bill Williams provided us in the game back in 2008, but to suffice to say, we could break all records for a rugby league home and away game in Sydney if we can market and promote this event appropriately." Um, Channel Nine supported the idea of a Thursday night season opener between the Dogs and Roosters, but have yet to convince the NRL. Um, Shane Matisse said, "It sounds like a good idea, but I don't know if Shane Richardson and South fans would agree." Uh, so they checked with him, and uh, and he said, "I'd be disappointed if uh, if they lost the traditional season. If we lost the traditional season opener." To be honest, we're just focusing on the finals. This is something we'll sort later. But there's a tremendous rivalry between the Rabbitohs and the Roosters. We could get 40,000 at Allianz. We're now working closely with the Roosters in a promotional sense for the two games we play every year. Both games this year were absolute thrillers. 
Look, can I I'd just say that um, there's an easy solution to this, Nathan? So, um, screw your Thursday night game. Have a Friday night doubleheader. Bulldogs versus Roosters, five thirty. Yeah. Um. Well, actually, let's have. Uh, yeah, Bulldogs versus Roosters first up. Yeah. Um. And then just have the Roosters... I mean, the Roosters have got no chance of winning either game, regardless of what team they play. Just yeah. have the Roosters back up and let South beat up on them after, thereafter. Everyone wins. Yeah. South get their game. Bulldog, you know, And people, if people are there to see Sonny build, and maybe he can parade around the outskirts of the circumference of the field, maybe naked, maybe dripping with honey during and the Roosters... And during, <laughs> you know, during the... Uh, and how sticky are you just, to, just even thinking about hugging those nuts? Well, I'm just saying... <laughs> He, he could be there when he's not on the field. He could be just in doing laps of the field, signing autographs, you know, dripping about, with honey. How about Maybe that? wearing a loincloth or something. I don't, I don't know. Maybe just a towel and a smile. Here's some fucked up fantasies. I think less alpha brain for you. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe you're taking the wrong ones. Anyway. But yeah. Um, hope I don't stand yeah. up or tip this fucking desk over. <laughs> <laughs> Was that to pull out the fucking uh, the, the cold teaspoon, <laughs> um, <laughs> the cold thimble of love? Yeah. Now the other the other possible uh, I guess roadblock is that um, Coda NASA has told Nick Politis, the Roosters' boss, not to allow the Bulldogs <coughs> to cash in on his uh, return to the NRL after their split in two thousand and eight. So I guess um, you know the NRL probably have the final say in the matter. Uh, but I, what you the know. fuck's it got to do with Nick Politis? If the NRL say that that's the schedule. And Channel 9, who own yeah. the game. Yeah, yeah, the home of rugby league. I mean, home of rugby league. The prison cell of rugby league. They bend rugby league over in their home every, every fucking week, yeah. <laughs> the uh, prison shower cubicle of rugby league. If they say they own the game, if they yeah. say Sonny Bill has to play the Roosters, and Sonny Bill has to play the Roosters. I mean, Sonny Bill doesn't make the fucking rules, Nathan. Yeah. You know who makes the rules? David Gingell. That's who makes the rules. Apparently, apparently, apparently. So, yeah, I mean, you know... No unaccredited manager that sleeps on the fucking floor and has terrible fucking personal hygiene and poor hair is going to tell David Gingell how to run the fucking game. Because well, he owns the game. Yeah, he'll just, he'll just, he'll just pull Sonny Bill out and just say, that's it, we're going to France again. Fuck you all. <laughs> or Japan. I hear Japan's this Japan. time good this time of year, Sonny. Well, I mean, you know, he'd be there as we speak. He would be. Yeah. Let's go back to Japan. <laughs> maybe maybe he likes it. Yeah, maybe he's had enough. Kim Wasabi? Um, that's not Japanese. <laughs> it sounds it sounds a bit like Japanese, but it's actually something that a man you of South American <laughs> heritage might say. <laughs> or, or even American Indian, if you believe the portrayal of American Indians as part well, of the clearly, Lone Ranger. I was talking about the actor's heritage. Jeez, I mean, have you never watched a TV show <laughs> made in Japan? Acted out by Native Americans. <laughs> Kimasabi. <laughs> sounds, sounds Japanese. Tono wasn't no samurai. <laughs> Tono, Tono wasn't no geisha. <laughs> fucking crack smoker. <laughs> oh, oh I'm, I've got God, a, I'm I, dumb. I've got a, I've got a good <laughs> really, one. Really, I'm, I'm, I'm all. all Kinds of dumb. I got a good one. Fourteen. Stop, stop this episode. Thirty-one <laughs> flavors of dumb. <laughs> That's it. Episode's over. Hope you enjoyed Glenn's return. <laughs> Next. And story. if I could just speak a little bit of Spanish, sayonara. <laughs> <laughs> you fuck with. <laughs> oh, what a-
what a spastic. Okay, so this this is like that's taking referential retard to a whole new level. I think you're referential vegetable now. I think we just it's time it's time to make the decision whether we whether we turn the power off, whether you're worth keeping. Or not. Oh, pull the plug, please. <laughs> Next, the player roundabout. It starts up again for the Tigers. Yes. Apparently. There's not only a roundabout. There's no one coming in. Uh, well, yeah, no. The rumour has it that Brent Kite may be coming in. Oh, wonderful. But, uh, yeah, Lottie Takiri, apparently he's going to be okay. Apparently uh, he'll he's, he'll be agreeing to a one-year extension, um, which is the exception when the West Tigers are concerned. Uh, which means he, he'll be out of the club by next Monday. Quite possibly. Quite possibly. Uh, but there's uh, a lot of, you know... He could go play rugby with uh, Sonny Bill. Possibly. After he walks out on the uh, Roosters. Possibly. Now, for the Bryce Gibbs and Andrew Fafita. <laughs> <laughs> so, Bryce Gibbs and Andrew Fafita, obviously, they they, uh, they joined Cronulla last year. They did. Before that, uh, luminaries such as uh, John Morris and Isaac DeGoyce. Yes. Uh, although Isaac DeGoyce was, you know, via... I think he was via somewhere else, wasn't he? Oh, he's had... Yeah. yeah he's um, had a few clubs. No one, now, no one really wants apparently, Isaac. Apparently... And now, all of these aren't 100% confirmed, I don't think, at this stage, uh, have actually been signed, but I think there's, you know, I think they've well, been... Well, Bose is official, yeah? Well, I know Buzz Rothfield came out yesterday on Twitter, said Bose official, but then, you know, the Tigers released a statement straight away saying, no, that's not the case. So whether it's become okay. official in the, you know, the hours since, I'm not sure. But yeah, Bo Ryan, that's the first one. He's supposed to be signing a three-year deal. Also, Hino, the longest-serving West Tiger, mm. is rumoured to be next. Um... So it basically means that Cronulla, with the addition of uh, Ryan and, and Hyington, they'll field a team almost made up exclusively of ex-players from the Tigers, Panthers, and Eels. So they've got like a Westie policy, clearly. Um, the only local juniors the Sharkies will have are Chad Townsend and Stuart Mills, and they probably won't even get a run because they've got so much imported uh, players with experience ahead of them. Local so, juniors playing New South Wales Cup. Yeah, yeah. So... um. And obviously, uh, the, the article goes on to say, you know, how the decision to release Bryce Gibbs uh, backfired miserably because, uh, you know, when, when Source was unavailable uh, through injury and they went 0-6 in the absence of uh, Keefe. And now they've got to try and uh, replace, you know, the, the experience and the and the chemistry and just the, the general team bonding that uh, old school guys like Hyington and uh, Bo Ryan would provide. Well, there's um, no doubt that, that Gibbs was, and, and to use an American sporting terminology he was a glue guy yep. you know um and Bo Ryan is very much the same and the fact that uh Hino is very much well respected amongst the playing group obviously yep. um and beloved by fans it's the the biggest thing for me is that there's been absolutely nothing coming out of the club yep. as to what the fuck is going on and that's the most frustrating thing you know it's not going to be well it's probably started already to be honest, but it's not going to be too long before we all start getting bombarded with, you know, B1, B, you know, yep. fucking be a West Tiger. I can't remember what the fucking slogan was. But yeah, I just put it straight in decline. Now I don't even see him. Be in decline. <laughs> yeah, be in like, decline. Exactly. Um, and, you know, we're all going to click on a link that we're going to throw, you know, for people like myself, we're going to throw, you know, the better part of $100 um in to support a club that has no interest in communicating with me at any other time of the year other than the time where it's they've got their hand out saying become a member and be part of our club we just won't talk to you yep. um and these are the times where a, a club should be banding together with it's you know let's not forget that at rugby league and, and we've heard it all before it, rugby league is a business 
And these clubs are run as businesses. Yep. And that's why these decisions are made because, you know, it's a business and we have to treat the club like a business. And this same fucking diatribe gets trotted out. Yet, as a business, they neglect to communicate with both their employees and their customers, mm-hmm. um, employees being the players, customers being the fan base. And I find that fucking appalling. And if any business that I was associated with was run that way, I'd fucking be screaming from the rooftops just how ludicrous it is that they can't put out a statement saying what is actually going on, what the grand plan is. Yep. Um, you know, maybe... Who knows? All we have is is speculation. So maybe there is a plan to plans afoot to to sign a a bigger name player, and that's why we have to clear the decks. But if you're going to clear the decks, would Chris Hyington and Bo Ryan be the guys? You know, Bo Ryan at the end of the day, especially heartbreaking though for the Tigers when this is the year when he he eradicated his game losing fuck ups out of his game. Well, that's and- that's what I was going to say. He's he's got those sorts of things in his history, and there's no reason to say that they won't rear their ugly heads again. But you know who else has got those sorts of fuck-ups in his game? Tim Moulton. You know who who showed those week after fucking week after week after week for 20-odd weeks in the times where he didn't pull out in the warm-up? Yeah. Tim, Tim Moulton. Moulton. And you know who the club fought to keep? Tim, Tim Moulton. Moulton. <laughs> who gave him, they refreshed him with another three-year contract, I believe. I just, uh, you know, if you're looking at guys to arsehole out of the club, yep. Chris Hyington wouldn't be anywhere near the top of my list. And I, you know, I am all for change at this club. The click, change is clearly needed. I was going to say, I mean, because like what you're saying now is is a stark difference. Well, to what I you were saying change. four days ago. I support change, right? A hundred percent. They need change. And if this is where they're going to go with it, then I support the fact that they are actually doing something about rectifying whatever culture or whatever is going on behind the scenes of that club that they're not playing to their potential for 26 weeks at least preferably 30 weeks yeah. of a season yeah. um, because they clearly aren't. And, you know, they got into the finals on the back of um, some pretty impressive runs at, at different points of, of the last two seasons. This season they couldn't put that sort of form together um, at the back end when it really mattered. But they've hardly been a top four looking side for the duration of a season. Mm-hmm. Even when they won the comp in 2005, they come home with a wet sail and yeah. we all know what happened there. But, you know, they've never been a, a consistently performing side and that's what you need to be to build the type of club that, you know, that they're trying to, to become off the field with their sponsorships and all the yeah. rest of it. They've got to put it together on the field. So clearly we need change. Um, I support the fact that change is being made. Um, I'm yet to be convinced that these changes are would have been the most logical ones to be made to be made that's that's my you know tim Moulton. you know we've when you've got tedesco to come into the side next year yep. and jacob miller um a ready-made halfback that is killing it in the 20s um and you look at what some other clubs have done with young halfbacks out of the 20s such as adam reynolds um cherry evans uh, sam williams those sorts of guys mm-hmm why the fuck wouldn't Jacob Miller make it in first grade if yeah. those guys can? Yeah, especially when they'd go week to week when they'd, you know, okay, Benji can be halfback and, you know, Chris Lawrence can be 5'8". And, and Liam Fulton can be 5'8". Yeah. And, you know... Robbie Farrah can be halfback. You couldn't and, tell and, you me know, that you if be you compare the results at the, you know, uh, the, of, of 2012 and then next season you went in 
and barring injury, you had Tedesco, Benji, Jacob Miller, and Robbie as your one, six, seven, and nine. You couldn't tell me at the end of next season that we'd be worse off. Don't forget about Ciro. <clears throat> well, Ciro's going to play lock. Maybe what, that's what, the what's idea. What's Bracey going to play then? Bench. <laughs> for New South Wales Cup. <laughs> so, you know, Ciro... Benji needs to play 5-8, and we need a halfback, but we've got a halfback in the 20s yeah. that we're not getting a run. So yeah. um, I think we've rambled on enough. I, I support change. I'm not convinced this is the change that I would have made, but at least they're doing something. But what they need to be doing is is making a change in the coaching ranks because that's where the culture is going to be derived from. Um, they need fresh ideas, and they need someone to come in with – a new approach, and that that's what I'm convinced of. So I don't, I'm yep. not convinced that that's not going to happen yet either. Yeah, so, yeah, I'm, I'm happy to let you have the entire say on that because it clearly affects you far more than it affects yes. most other people in the world, to be fair, and uh, as far as Staunch West Tigers fans are concerned. Um, but, yeah, I think as an outsider looking in, I actually feel bad for, like, Tigers fans. I feel bad for Hino. Who's a, you know one of those guys that's never the fact that, he's never fu- he's never fucked up or you yeah. know like I mean that dude's done his job with distinction his well, entire career. The fact career. that as you said he's the longest serving player at the yep. club, um, and if it's true and he and he has signed with the Sharks, which it looks increasingly like he has, he wasn't given a wasn't given a farewell. Wasn't well, that's given it. They made because he he had a. Uh, <clears throat> He he had uh, I think a deal running until two thousand and thirteen, mm. and um, so they sort of came to him and said, uh, "Look, after that, there's no guarantee of a contact a contract extension after that year." <laughs> so he's he's probably gone into the last five rounds this year thinking he's playing two thousand and thirteen for the Tigers, and then you don't negotiate from there. But you know they've sort of given him. No, it's really going to piss me off if we go into next season with Tim Moulton at fullback, Benji at five eight, Braith and Astor at halfback, Robbie Farrell at hooker, and Jacob. Uh, Jacob Miller still either rotting away in the twenties or you wouldn't I think Braith would be halfback though. You think he'd be five eighth? There's already been even, talk of playing Braith and Nastra at halfback, Nathan. Fucking even even some of the most retarded coaches of all time that he, that have coached Braith and Nastra haven't dared put him in that position. Yeah. So if if we do all this and get rid of two guys that are much beloved by the playing group and the fan base to put Braith and Nastra Braith and Nastra in the number seven jersey. Mm-hmm. Um, Fucking somebody load the gun. I'll pull the trigger. On them or yourself? Myself. One final short story just popped up on Twitter then uh, as I was looking at it. Beaver, the legendary Steve Menzies, has just announced uh, five minutes ago, literally on Twitter, that uh, he has signed a deal for one more year in France with uh, Cattle and Dragons. (laughs) And that's going to take his tally uh, by the time he's done and dusted over 400 games. Legend. Uh, incredible in this day and age. I don't think anyone really would approach that kind of record uh, and, and longevity in the game at the level that he's played. I mean, if you extrapolated the amount of decent games he's played in that, you know, it probably equates to, you know, a third of a decent player's career. And, probably, um, yeah, I mean, good luck to him. He's probably, he's played, he's probably, he's probably played about 380 top-notch games. Yeah. Average 400. Let's say the number's 400. I'm just making it up. He's probably, you know, played a good... 396 games of, of you know, legendary, park footy leg, standard. Leg, legendary park footy standard. Um, it's amazing you know. to think that, um, that like, you know, we just were talking about Chris Huntington as um, 
much beloved in in, in uh, the West Tigers and uh, you know uh, the longest serving player. Played half as many games as Beaver, and he's on the scrap heap. Already. I just I just can't believe Incredible. that you know in a you know the number one rugby league podcast on the planet mm-hmm. that such a nothing story like that makes it into our news file. <laughs> I just I mean so, who who selects these stories? Oh, that's right, you. That's right. Okay. So, so hey, that explains what you, what do you got against Beaver? Sorry, what do you got against Beaver? Oh, you love him. <laughs> that's what I have against Beaver, and that's what it comes down to. So uh, good on you, Steve. Uh, legend of the game should be the next immortal. Because let's face it, your record—you know—when you put it up against you know these other gronks like uh, Lockyer and uh, Andrew Johnson and Mal Meninga, you stand far superior. Far more games, far more tries. Just a fucking legend of the game. I've got a question for you. Idolize. Completely um, not Steve Menzies related. Why? Why now? Okay, um, go. You mentioned Mal Meninga yes. is in line to become an immortal. Yes. Would anyone be putting Mal Meninga in line to be an immortal if not for his coaching record of the last seven years for Queensland State of Origin? Oh, I mean, it might have put his name in the media a little bit, but I mean, like, you know, he's, he's playing records, he's playing record. I mean, he, he set a lot but of records. But his profile, I, I just, I don't get it. I don't think Mal Meninga's an immortal. I don't think he's either. I mean, you know, I also think you know, the immortal thing is kind of skewed a little bit, you know, to certain types of players, um, you know, generally sort of, you know, attacking types of players. So, you know, but I mean, you, you see guys that are like, you know... Sean legit. Fenson might be an immortal well, one day. Is that what you're saying should happen? Well, no, but I mean, like, you know, someone like... Uh, like Paul the, Taylor for, for Parramatta. Fucking settle down. Now he's getting immortal. Ridiculous. What about Nathan Highmarsh? Nah. Best player ever to play for the Eels. Oh, fucking big deal. <laughs> they were good like 20-something, 30 years ago. 30, 30, yeah, probably 30-ish yeah, years when ago. when he was four. Between 25 and 30 years ago. <laughs> <coughs> I'm just saying you just can't say that Parramatta are just, you know, just because it's Parramatta, you know, they haven't always been shit. No, I, I've realised that. I've heard that from numerous times from friends of mine that are fans of Parramatta. They keep telling me, I remember I was back in, back in the fucking 80s. Mate, I Tiger, was five. West, West Tigers won a premiership in 2005. You can't just base it on the last seven years. I've fucking been dining out on that for seven years. <laughs> I'm on the last course. <laughs> I think I think you fucking you've, you've eaten the last course. I think you've uh, you've, you've turned down the cheese. Yeah. Uh, you you probably just I've fucking binged. I've purged. You're probably licking the plate, the final crumbs of the fucking petty fours or something at the end. I'd say. And I don't drink coffee, so I can't and even the, have, I can't even have that as a last and, course. And I'm all wait, over it. And the wait staff are just all just milling around because everyone else has left the fucking restaurant and there's waiting for you to pay your fucking bill and leave. But being a West Tigers supporter, they know to stay close because I may do a runner. <laughs> <laughs> being a West Tigers supporter, they probably, you'd, you'd probably jettison, jettison your wife to fucking pay, you know, <laughs> to, to pay for your meal like that jettison I know. They're just escorting me to the kitchen to do the dishes. <laughs> Recaps, first match, match of the round, the mighty Manly Sea Eagles 22 defeated the North Queensland Cowboys 12 at Allianz Stadium. In a Manly, completely uncontroversial match. Yep, controversy free, about time that's happened this season, let me tell you. 
Manly's 22 points came from tries to Brett Stewart, a double to Oldie, Michael Oldfield, his triumphant return, and Jorge Tafua, the Mexican flyer, Cherry Evans, <laughs> had a crack at field goal, missed, Jamie Lyons was 2 of 4 on the goals, and he grabbed himself a penalty goal as well, the Cowboys' 12 points came from tries to Antonio Winterstein and James Tamo, and uh, Jonathan Thurston, 2 of 2. Didn't James Tamo have a game? He fucking he's, I he's he uh, had, in had a, several uh, games. Like I mean, he, the game against the Broncos was amazing too. Um, he was fantastic. Fuck you! Wish he played that good in Origin. He'll kill it for New Zealand next year when he plays. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah, he killed for Australia in the uh, Four Nations or whatever we're doing next. No, it's next next year's World yeah. Cup. Next year's World Cup. What are we doing this year? Anything? I think it might be a one-off something, test. Isn't it? I really it's a one-off test. Yeah. Yeah. As host of number one rugby league podcast on the planet, we should really do our research. Worry about it when we get to it. We got fucking finals football to worry about. <laughs> Twillies and, and whatnot. No, he's really. Um, there's been big raps on him all year, but to stand up like that in a finals game in Sydney, where they, they haven't performed particularly well over the years, the Cowboys against probably one of the toughest forward packs in the NRL, was very impressive. I thought. Yeah, well, they, I think the, the Cowboys forwards all did all did very well. Should we talk about the controversial calls? Why not? My my opinion was. Um, first, oh, we go, which, oh, which one to go? We go the first. We'll start with call. the dirty Sanchez try. Oh, um, well, the, the first controversial call was actually um, at twelve. Or as at 12, some like to call him Kimasabi. <laughs> <laughs> at the, uh, the the first the first one was when the score was at twelve six and uh, and Ash Graham. Took three shots to strip the ball from 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 Jorge Tofua. Did it kind of sly, but still, I mean, you know, the Channel Nine cameras might manage to find a way directly in there to see what he was doing. And um, despite the scrum not having been packed yet, the referee's like, "Oh, okay, we saw that, but um, yeah, we can't do anything about it." Bullshit! How many times have you seen stuff fucking reverse before the play's been set? Yeah, exactly. Because the video referees piped up and said, "Hey, it's no blah blah." But in any case, oh, that's another guy I wanted to mention was Tofua. Yeah, fucking killed it. Superhero. Fucking straight into my top three players. Wow. I fucking love the guy. Jeez, your standards are low. A new cult hero. And he's going to do it again this week. He's going to get another 250. I'll predict it right now. 250 metres plus. Minimum one try. Probably 14. Not going to call him for a hat trick, mate. 14 tackle busts. Like good fans uh, 14 do. tackle busts and three line breaks. Jesus. That shit's a walk in the park. We're going to talk about immortals. Yeah. He's, he's, fucking, he's on his way. He's fast tracked. Make him a fucking statue. He's, fa- he's fast tracked. Well, to the in honour of his name, make him a piñata. <laughs> <laughs> Can I just get back to his try though? Yeah. Um, and we, they, you know, they call it a try, but oh, I think that it. was that sort of try. Um, call it what you will. Is exactly why the benefit of the doubt rule was was made. Exactly. Textbook I, benefit of the doubt. <coughs> excuse me. Um, as for the uh, the old field try, I, I think the Cowboys have every right to to feel hard done done by, but they need a dose of reality in the fact that. Did four knock? You know, did that ruling mean that the Cowboys lost every chance that they possibly could have had to win the game? No. Yeah, they were you already know, wilting. It made by that it point. a tougher road for them. There's no yeah. doubt about that. But as finals football, you overcome yeah. adversity. They could have just as easily had a player go down with you know an injury that they would have had to have overcome, which has yeah. just as big an impact on the side as as that decision. Did. You could even go further and say Jonathan Thurston could have fucking roasted the occasion that like he you know like he never does. Oh my fun. god! And the perfect indication of that was is this where you're going to go with that? When his little chips over the top that goes straight to Brett Stewart, Matt, uh, Matt Bowen did nothing. But the most damning thing that happened to the Cowboys all fucking game is Brent Tate, Robo Chin himself. They've got a fucking two on one situation out on the right hand side, mm. 
And Brent Tate does what? Steps inside, gets white line fever, tries to bulldoze his way to the line, gets pulled down probably 30 centimetres short with a fucking unmarked, tied equal first leading try scorer in the game season 2012, Ash Graham, standing there saying, give me the fucking pass. Inexplicable decision. Can Could you even say, really, even the most ardent of Cowboys fan, would they have said, even before the Tafua try, would, yeah. would, would the Cowboys looking... Like they were the, going to run man, run over the top of Manly and go on with it. Yeah, I, no, I don't. I, I, th- I, I don't felt feel that they were the entire game. I, I felt very comfortable the entire game. I didn't feel threatened by the Cowboys at all because although their props were doing a fucking amazing job, and Glenn Hall as well was probably another guy that was playing really well. I mean, you know, as you expect him to lift against his yeah. former club. They were going great guns up the they middle. I just Thurston, think they, they gave Thurston and Bowen all the fucking time they needed to do their thing. I mean, the forwards laid that platform. Yeah, but I don't know that they were getting that much impact on the fringes out of their back row. Um, and and that Thurston sort of plays off the back of the, that with the second phase play from offloads and stuff. Um, I just it didn't deprive them of every possible opportunity to win that game. They didn't. Yes, it was adversity. Yes, it was something they had to overcome. Yes, it was a shit decision. There's no doubt about that. But at the end of the day, it's finals football. You're playing for your season, um, and I, th- I think they they surrendered fairly meekly in the end. Yeah, so they got a free try, we got a free try. And I mean, that's even if you're going to put it that way. Because the beautiful thing about that, that, that foreign decision was, I mean, like, I think he probably touched it. But I don't know for sure. And unfortunately, there's no camera angle or snicker or, you know. Imagine if they had something like in the cricket where you literally got a hot spot, like, you know, where the ball was touched and you go, well, fucking, it's obvious it was that dude, you know. Or you get the hot spot on their finger because where the ball bounced off their finger as well. You know where you wouldn't get a hot spot for Kieran Foreign? What? In his heart. Was that? Because he has no heart. There's an arsehole where his heart should be. <laughs> Fucking liar. Hey, he said they didn't think he touched it. No, he said I didn't touch it. Well, he said he didn't touch it, and you know what? I'm, I'm inclined to believe him. I bet you are, because you are also of questionable. You can't character. say you can't. But the thing is, this is the thing: you can't say with 100 percent certainty that he touched it. No one can say that. I can't say he didn't 100%, but no, no one can well, say he did 100% well, either. Clearly, I'm not one of Kieran Foran's fucking fingerprints, so. Yeah. They'd, they'd be the only five people that could, put, could so, possibly say that. So, so what I'm what I'm trying to say is, and yes, that, I just said fingerprints of people. Yeah, yes. It, yeah. Unfortunately, that's the second stupidest thing I've said tonight. <laughs> because, <laughs> because let's because I mean, you know, it's not being a comeback coated in glory. I might add, <laughs> and, this, and, this, and, this, and this probably you know stems back to you know uh, Mrs. Palmer and the five you know, four daughters, or whatever. I mean, it's where you could see, you know you got the you know, anthropomorphize your fingers as the actual people. Um, but the thing is, I can't, little faces I can't, on say, them and I can't say with one hundred percent certainty that that he didn't touch the ball. Although, you know, for my purposes, I'd like to believe he didn't. You can't say with 100% certainty that he did touch the ball. Although, for your purposes, you'd like to say he did. I will say he did. Because it's that, completely fucking obvious that he and, did. And the, fact, and the fact is that because no one can say he had 100% certainty, that equals doubt. Therefore, given the attacking team is given the benefit of the doubt, benefit of the doubt, green light, try, perfectly within the rules, and, um, and the fucking bleating... Oh my god! Haven't they carried on? I thought. Haven't they carried on, Nathan? Melbourne Storm you know, fans. You know who they remind me? They're carrying on like these fucking Cowboys fucking, fans. Fucking manly Melbourne fans. Storm. Fucking manly fans. <laughs> it reminds me just how manly fans carry on whenever anything goes against manly, which is apparently fucking every second of every game. Not every second, every fucking game. appalling behaviour. They need to have a look at themselves. They need to wake up to themselves. Got a whole off season now. Maybe when you're in Bali, have you know, go to yep. bed with a mirror. Fucking wake up to yourselves. Yep. 
I agree, Cowboys. Wake up to yourselves. Mm. And, um, yeah, and Jonathan Thurston, you know, maybe shoulder a bit more responsibility in your side, mate. <laughs> I, Can we move on now? You're just you're, I, you're, I you're be, stepping into I, some sort of twilight, ridiculous I wanna, zone. I, wanna, I just want to be controversial and just say that, like, you know what? I just don't think Jonathan Thurston's all he's cracked up to be. I think he's a, I think he's a, he's a, he's a good player ish, a goodish player with a tremendous will to win and tremendous uh, like effort that he puts into games. But you know what? I don't think you can base a team. I don't think you can build a team around him and win a premiership. And you know what? The Cowboys exhibit fucking a. <laughs> They've been trying for years. <coughs> think about it. The, the the only times he actually achieves is in state of origin Australian sides when he's surrounded by fucking, you know, the elite of the elite players. Think about it. I'm just saying. I've thought about it for the amount of time that it should I'm just be saying, thought about. If the West Tigers didn't have Benji Marshall, so you, you had still to, have Robbie Farah, who's a state yeah, of origin yeah, but say, but say, you had to, say you had to, you know, you were dealing with like I don't know, like Miller and Ciro, or you know, yeah. your halves were someone different, and Astor and yeah. I'll fucking punch you in the face. Half and Astor is a halfback for the West I said in halves because I think he's more of a five eighth. I think he's more of a lock, but I think if you're going to put him in halves, you've got to put him in five eight, not half. I think he's more a captain of our New South Wales Cup side. Yeah, and I would agree with that too. Whatever. But so let's say Thurston's on the market. I don't. Th- I I don't know. I'm not sure how many teams would go out and like break the bank on him to build a team. I'd say at least twelve. I don't think so. I think maybe four. And that teams that then like teams like Parramatta. Parramatta do it because they're renowned for fucking blind <laughs> cash. Parramatta do it. They just they're just renowned for blind cash on. They just paid that same amount of money for another halfback. <laughs> no, but I'm just saying, like you know, in a in a world where you know, like you know. The contracts weren't as they were or whatever, you know, because mm. I, was, I was saying hypothetically that fucking Benji wasn't at your club. So who knows where he is? Probably fucking flipping burgers in a Macca, going back to the scene of the crime site. I don't know. Punching people. Punching people in Maccas. Allegedly. <laughs> oh, no, that actually happened. Oh, yeah, that's right. I was not sure that Thurston... Pushing people in the face, Nathan, is what he did. With his fist. Yes. <laughs> so, which is called punching in English language. Mm. <laughs> See, what I'm saying is uh, Thurston... Average player with a above average will to win and uh, and you know effort sort of thing. He just trying you're just trying to fire up people like Jono. He's to his credit. He's, he's he hasn't okay. really carried on. Well, I, what's that other Gronk? Which other Gronk? He's, I, I think he's he's from North Queensland. I don't think he's actual. I know he's a Cowboys fan. Who? Pop Popsh. Oh yeah, our uh, uh, Popsh. Yeah. yeah, Gronk. He was he was uh, he was giving it out before the game. He was wasn't feeling, he? He was yeah. feeling confident. Talks a good game. Talks Haven't good heard game. from him since. He's been all Helen Keller like since. I think yeah. I, I, he's pro- he's probably had something to say. I've probably got him on this list of uh, tweets. Mm. A lot of fucking tweets. And you know what? I apologise to everyone whose tweet didn't get used, but everyone was saying the same thing. So I had to really pick and choose here. Uh, mm. Go to go to Twitter. Um, haven't, we haven't really spoken about how amazing Manly were, by the way, but I mean, I'm prepared to they let that slide. They weren't, but yeah. Okay. They, 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 were, they were incredible. I mean, they, they took on the form team of the finals. The, the dark horse, everyone said, the dark horse. <coughs> no one wanted to play. Well, you know what? We may have wanted to play. We the team not. no one wanted to play in the finals, Nathan, was the West Tigers. Benji Marshall said so himself. <laughs> when you were sitting in ninth, that was before you plummeted to tenth. <laughs> Fucking Benji. Um... Nathan Sully, 89. Are there two bigger grubs working in tandem in league than Watmo and G. Stewart? Uh, I'm not sure if Nathan Sully's tweeted us before, but he's obviously a listener because he said, hash sex pest and hash brother of sex pest. <laughs> and then we've got um, 
Erebus Chaos. There's a lot of hate for Glenn Stewart out there, eh? I, I fucking know, I've got no idea why. People think he's grub, Nathan. It's because this the, the thing that I don't understand is I mean I would understand if people were just carrying on since like the Brookie Brawl thing. Although, you know, he just he got in a fight with fucking Adam Blair. He didn't do any of the other stuff. No, no, no. He and five of his mates got into a fight no, with no, Adam Blair. He got into a fight with Adam Blair. And unfortunately, that was the last time Adam Blair, Blair showed any life on a football field. <laughs> yeah, and that wasn't in the Tigers jersey. Uh, we've got here, uh, Erebus Chaos. How much did Manly pay that cunt in the booth bullshit? No, 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 uh, no punctuation. Just <laughs> straight through. NJBT. Uh, who is a uh, Cowboys fan? Four and touch that manly stealing a premiership. Cruzy 06. That is a dead set disgraceful call, and I don't give a shit if you claim and deny it. That is a fucked call. <laughs> There's a theme here amongst Queenslanders. Uh, three card magic trick. I like this celebrity video ref thing the NRL are doing. Stevie Wonder has been gold. There we go. <laughs> this is a funny one. Uh, but TBI Penguin clearly has something against Thurston. This one's all capitals. Put that foul mouth whinging bitch Thurston in the bin. Sick of Channel 9 licking his ass all night too. And that was the first of about three tweets, and I think I only put the first one down because they're all similar theme. Uh, Rev Sunny 101. More bad decisions than Robert Louis on a mad Monday. <laughs> and he's got a hash refs in decline on there as well. Yes, they uh, are. Have been all year. Tiger underscore Benji. My revelation of the 2012 season? Ash Graham, that he can score so many tries outside of Brent Tate is fucking extraordinary. <laughs> uh, GT351 underscore Johns, congrats Manly. NRL obviously didn't want to hear that little Biarch 2v cry again, so NRL asked ref to screw North Queensland over. Job done. Jesus. Bemson Meister. After tonight's effort, Ash Graham's got his big move. He's been conscripted by the Italian army. Hash chicken shit. Which is a reference to when he picked the fight with Brett Stewart then immediately turned and ran after he started it. Uh, Big Dan, 1985. The refs were shit, but not the only reason the Cowboys lost. Lost all focus and Manly went in for the kill. Good on you, Big Dan. Eagle-eyed Kiwi. This sounds like someone impartial. Manly put away another team who talk a good game all week. True that. Bemson Meister again. The Cowboys got 12, right? One from a clearly wrong decision? Yep, they definitely deserved to win. Hash bullshit. Bemson Meister telling how it is. Yeah, Mr. for once. Mr. Bowles. His fucking miserable life. <laughs> Mr. Bowles. After that inept refereeing performance, I'm glad Penrith chose to forfeit playing rugby league a long time ago. <laughs> uh, Naju. As God tested Moses in the desert, so did the referees test the Manly Seagulls. But verily, the chosen ones prevailed. Oh, God. Can we stop now? <laughs> no, we've got a couple more to go. Uh, Scotty Eel. Why the fuck are people whining about the crowd? Do they watch it Friday night for a game or to look at cunts in the stands? <laughs> he came out hard. Good on I have him. to say, it was a pretty ordinary fucking crowd. Better than last yeah. time. Sorry? Better than last time. Better than what last time? The corresponding game against North Queensland. That was on the same night of the week. And uh, at the just, same stadium. just don't think it should matter, to be honest. But anyway. Yeah, I don't think it should matter. Well, what shouldn't matter? Huh? What shouldn't matter? What fucking day of the week? Game's on. Who cares? Clearly fucking matters what day of the week's on. I mean, Saturday Get your people- fucking ass to the game and support your team. It's fucking finals. Stop your whinging. Get you off your ass. Get to the game. Find a way or shut up. Fucking idiot. End story. Especially a club with Manly on. that has more supporters in Queensland than any Queensland side. Maybe all of them combined. Excuse me. To I've get asked, down a Friday. I've asked you on several occasions now, Nathan, to move on. No, we're not moving on. You fucking open this can of worms again, motherfucker. And you've been you've been fucking you've been hiding you've been hiding yeah you know, for two weeks now. Oh, I've been hiding. 
<laughs> so you fucking take you, you poke your head up you fucking get ready for the cricket bat coming right eh sweet uh, see if you got the fucking coordination to make contact listen all I'm going to say is two words Kimosabi. <laughs> sit down you spastic um, now Jono um, was he NQC uh, fuck 81 I didn't have his tweeting right? I should fucking know it off a heart but whatever okay he uh, actually sent a screenshot of his um, iPhone notes application. <coughs> it's this long. I'm going to show you the piece of paper. Sweet Jesus. Because uh, he said, like, you know, look, read it out or not. He typed that on an iPhone. Yeah. So, now, or, I've seen or, or Jono. An, or an iPad. Um, but I've, I've, I've seen Jono in pictures. Yeah. Right. He'd have to be one of the most fucking ham-fisted, straw-chewing hicks I've ever come across. <laughs> How long would it have taken him to mash the fucking keypad of an iPad with those pudgy digits to type that? And not a spelling mistake or grammatical error to be found. Well, he's a teacher. Yeah, but he's a teacher with ham fists, Nathan. Ham hocks for fists, I tell you. iPhones have autocorrect, though, too. Well, fuck, that would have been in overdrive. So, so he, rather than send a tweet in, he sent in uh, this uh, long diatribe. And I'm going to indulge Jono and actually... Uh, read it because he's probably the staunchest Cowboys fan that we uh, have as a listener to the show. That's right. And he's uh, also a ham-fisted, uh, straw-chewing hick. And he's a, he's a, he's a, been a long-time supporter of the show, and so I'm very happy to have him as a as a listener. And uh, despite what you say, Glenn. So here ham we go. Hawks. Ham hocks. Firstly, Manly were never behind in the match and therefore deserved their win and the opportunity to progress. Congratulations to their fans. I'm very proud of the fact that my side was able to compete toe-to-toe with them in enemy territory, in quotes, and they acquitted themselves well. We've improved our record for the third straight year and the future looks bright. Should stop there. The ARL Commission urgently needs to overhaul the conduct and training of referees as they're going to damage the code and the brand in Australia beyond all recognition. There were too many decisions tonight, largely against the Cowboys, but also against Manly, uh, Ash Graham's hand on the ball, etc., that seemed randomly contrived or inconsistently delivered. One set of rules for both sides, fairly and equally delivered. How hard can it be? I fear I will never understand the logic of how Robertson's second try was awarded. Oh, perhaps that's old field. Michael Robertson's in England now, and he plays on the opposite wing. No, no, he's talking about 2008 Grand Final. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. The Cowboys weren't even there. What's your problem? And how on earth can a ball be unintentionally grounded? That should have been a dropout. Eight days of the week. Once again, Jono, you're a teacher. You're only seven teacher. days. Seven days in a week. These two shocking decisions would not have overturned the result. I'm comfortable with defeat. Well, that's, that's, that's North Queensland's problem right there. Comfortable with defeat. And again, congratulate the <laughs> Sea Eagles fans. Tigers, However, I'm bitterly disappointed that all the efforts and toil of the Cowboys players, staff, and to a far lesser extent the fans has all been for naught, and the incompetence and unprofessionalism of the referees has decreed that one side didn't have the opportunity to win on their own merits. I love rugby league and always will, but the standard of referees requires drastic and urgent improvement. Otherwise, I fear that finals matches and premierships being decided by four officials in pink rather than 26 players on the park will become the norm rather than the exception. So that's a very, very nice speech, but um, at the end of the day, you, you can't say that uh, one thing about, you know, I congratulate on the victory, uh, deserved to win, and on the other hand, say that the referees took away one side's ability to compete in the match because of their decisions. So um, you started off gracious, but then you sort of, you know, became much like the Facebook group, North Queensland Cowboys were Rob, where idiots on there are saying that there needs to be a rematch scheduled. That's lovely. Yeah, fucking North Queenslanders. Next game, 
The South Sydney Rabbitohs, 38, defeated the Canberra Raiders, 16, at ANZ Stadium. The Rabbitohs, their 38 points came from tries to Greg Inglis, Sam Burgess, Dylan Farrell, Adam Reynolds, and a double to Andrew Everingham. Uh, conversions, Reynolds, 5 of 6, and he also got 2 of 2 on the penalty goals. Canberra, their 16 points came from tries to Blake Ferguson, Shandor Earl, Sam Williams, and 2 of 3 conversions by Josh Dugan. Shandor Earl. Mm-hmm. Unbeatable game plan. Unbeatable game plan. He's all, I suddenly think, got beatable. I think it's only. I think he's only lost twice since he was there, though. Mm. Which is fair. It's a pretty impressive run. Yeah, it is a good run. And the Raiders did have a good run to close out the season. Their fans should be pretty proud of him after the you know the mass calling for Ferner's head, yep. etc. He turned him around, you know, with the back of assistant coach Shandorell. and superstar Australian representative Blake Ferguson, old selfie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, have you seen? Have you had? He said for a long time that he Blake Ferguson has said for a long time that Blake Ferguson is a superstar. Nathan, oh, Blake Ferguson is a no doubt of that whatsoever. Yes, doesn't have particularly good dental hygiene. Um, (laughs) Clearly, doesn't have private health cover. No, can't get his teeth fixed. (laughs) Don't know why he wears a fucking mouth guard. (laughs) <laughs> I think I could do some free dental work. Could have saved fifty percent on his mouth guard by buying half of one. <laughs> but he's a superstar nonetheless, according to himself. I was impressed with South. Um they were very, very convincing without Inglis playing a, an absolute starring role. Um they put a lot of points on. They've fairly well dominated the race, Raiders throughout, I thought. Um that was an impressive performance, but I just wonder you know their reputation for beating up on the lesser lights of of the NRL, such as the Raiders, um, you know the Eels, the Tigers, those sorts of teams. Yep. Um, they've got a bit of a reputation for that, and they've wilted on the numerous occasions where they've played big game, big games against, um, you know, the top three or four sides in the competition. Um, yep. And that's that's a hurdle they're going to have to overcome this week, obviously. But I just, you know. They're a bit of, they had a bit of a field day against the Raiders. Um, they really went on with the job. And I'd have to say Dave Taylor was pretty quiet. Um, he was fucking time, hopeless. The only time his name got called was when he was making mistakes or giving yeah. away penalties. Much so. like the week before. <laughs> Sorry? Yeah, much like the week before. Yeah. And I heard rumours around training uh, this week that, he's, that he hasn't been happy. I don't know what that means. You know, they, they cut off the Garlow's pies or I don't know what it is. But um, guess what, mate? You've only got one more fucking game and you can piss off to the Titans anyway. Yeah, it's strange that... Um, for whatever you know, he might be disgruntled about. He can't put it aside for the sake of you know premiership the, the, glory. The, well, to give him the best chance, they've got to they've got to band together. Yep. Um, and the fact that the the Rabbitohs, you know, enticed him away from the Broncos for a pretty handy pay packet, you'd think he'd you know be yeah. able to stick it out. <laughs> yeah, and get along. So. Um, I thought for the Rabbitohs, uh, Burgess was really good. Adam Reynolds. Had a, an absolute blinder, I thought. His yep. kicking game was awesome. Um, they were both outstanding, but Mick Crocker's uh, fucking heart and soul of that place. In in a strange way, he just goes about his business. You don't really hear his name getting called out in, in any highlight reels, but just his experience, uh, his leadership, they'd, they'd be lost without him, of all players. Yeah, although I think the star, I mean, I think the man in the match ultimately ended up being Adam Reynolds. Yeah, I think. yeah. But um, the, the guy, I think the most key person to get this win for the Rabbits was uh, Isaac Luke. He had a great game. They've won fuck all games since he uh, was coming off the bench. Mm. 
and they put him on to start and just his speed and, and you know skill out of dummy up it got him on the front foot immediately yeah and he it was pretty much entirely on his back that they shot out to that uh 14 nil lead I like Pete's as a player but this whole thing with playing Luke off the bench um I think he should be an 80 minute player I think those days are over as of this game well you know yeah. maybe maybe not 80 minutes but I think that you know certainly he's he's starting on the bench thing I think those days are over yeah I, I never really saw the point of it um, other than anything other than a disciplinary measure, really. But um, he showed his value, uh, you know, against a team that probably doesn't have a particularly great ruck defence. Um, he he really carved them up. And, and guys like Burgess and, and Taylor probably should have had a much bigger game yeah. um, off the back of that. But, uh, you know, with, with Reynolds sort of carving up and giving the outside guys a lot more room to move, um, you know, that he set the tone. Really well, I thought he was he was really good. We mentioned Taylor was quiet, but Dugan for the Raiders, he just didn't inject himself into the game at all. Oh. I thought, um, and that was pretty disappointing. The Raiders were dis- were disappointing. I think you know, I, you know, I'm loath to give South Sydney too much credit because I think the Raiders turned up much the way that South did against the Storm the week before. Yeah, I, I think, think I, I think, think the they, Raiders were overawed to be I, honest. I think they were really they provided very little in the way of resistance, and I think they made South look good. Yeah, I, I, as I said, I think they were overawed, and they just really couldn't capitalise or put into play that the strengths that have served them so well, so well over the last couple of months, um, and and that basically deprived them of any real chance to win the game. And it's a shame because at their best, um, they are a pretty good team to watch. The Raiders when they yeah. let the ball sing a little bit and and get the ball out wider to um, you know Robinson and Earl and Ferguson, those sorts of guys. So um, they were quite you know, hampered in in attack in some ways, uh, given the fact the other players around him have a fair bit of confidence in the ability of Jared Croker. I'm certainly not convinced by any stretch that he's capable of too much other than crying a fucking river. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I just, you know, maybe, you know, we, we keep talking about next season for the Raiders, but, um, you know, there's definitely a lot to build on. I think the fans should be proud of them and, and you know, with Campo coming in next season... I'm not sure if Williams or McCrone are the guys yeah. to make way for him. Um, you know, Croker, those sorts of guys. It's you know, with this sort of experience, they've played finals football together again, um, and you would think that they're going to have to start putting. You know, a, it's a bit like the Tigers. You know, they need a, a consistent season of, of solid performances week in, week out to um, to put themselves in amongst that top group of teams. Agree. Now, uh, Twitter. Beerboy182, playing a Blake Ferguson montage to Rage Against the Machine has made me hate my favourite band. Fuck you, selfie. Uh, nudge you again. Adam Reynolds has a short-term memory and his tattoos are there to remind him which JB Hi-Fi stores he's worked in. <laughs> Life of Ty. He sent this one to Josh Dugan and us. And so he said, uh, Josh Dugan, that little leg thing you did reminds me of Soured. You two are twinsies. Hash, both cunts. Hash, stop the trolls. Uh, Beer Boy again. Uh, Beer Boy 182 said, uh, Jared Croker looks like he's dying of AIDS in the crowd there. Explains why he's always looking like he's going to burst into tears. Uh, Bemson Meister. South of the Robert Louis of NRL teams beating on the weak and wounded. Uh, evil conspiracy. The score failed to represent how ordinary both teams played. If South play like this against the Bulldogs, they'll be reamed. Yeah. True. Aussie 11198. If South make the grand final this season, I will finally believe that 2012 is the end of the world. Hash planet Earth in decline. Anthony Hornby, 80. 
I thought the Cowboys were also robbed in tonight's game between the Raiders and the Rabbitohs. <laughs> Hash sooky bitches on the incline. <laughs> Tad Pike. Well, shit. I guess the boys have a bit of life in them after all. I'm shocked and thrilled. Shit's getting crazy next week. One of the few South fans that'll poke his head up for criticism. Yeah, he... Well, I mean... To be honest... And to buy copious amounts of bourbons. Sorry? And to buy copious amounts of bourbons. That's right. But he's probably... You know, the amount of beatings that head's copped, he's probably not not afraid to stick it up at all. Might be an improvement. Yeah, maybe he hit so. it with a fucking bat repeatedly. But, you know, it's, it's good to see South do uh, you know, a little bit better, but... I just, I just fear that they're headed for uh, absolute annihilation. You know what? I'm actually, I'm happy for South fans. You know, they've had a lot of lean years. Yeah. Um, and you know, I don't deprive, no, or begrudge them rather. Um, you know, the chance to to cheer their team in the finals and and be happy and excited about their prospects. But don't tell me they're pride of the fucking league. Yeah, that's some bullshit right there. Don't, don't, don't tell me that rugby league's going better because South Sydney are in the finals. I hate that fucking assertion as well that if South are doing well, then rugby league's doing well. I can't remember the act, you know, you know what I mean. That's a common thing that gets. Jersey's been shit well. for thirty fucking years, then. Exactly, league's been absolutely shit for fucking decades, but now South are going okay. So now it's all good again. Yeah, and we're oh. in the middle of the worst refereeing crisis the game's ever seen. That's right. So fuck that theory. And the West Tigers didn't make the finals. They may not have but any players next season. And that's par for the course. Club in crisis, players bewildered. One to the left. <laughs> but yeah, no. South, you're not the pride of the league. The ones that are leaving that bewildered, they're joining the fucking Sharks. <laughs> <laughs> the moral of the story is South are not the pride of the league. I mean, look, the, the, look. the fact that they ran away and surrendered and, and got ev- evicted out of the competition alone. I'm just saying, if I ran around saying the West Tigers were the fucking messiahs of rugby league or something, yeah. people call me a fucking idiot. Yeah, more so than they do. All I'm saying is, anyone saying... South Sydney Rabbitohs is the pride of the league. It's a fucking idiot. Yeah. Because and clearly, that would be the Manly Ring Seagulls. And if Rugby League <laughs> is Given doing well as a whole, win. then all fans of, of all 16 clubs, you know, benefit and, and get the, you know, the gains of that. And it's not just, it's because of South fucking Sydney. Well, because... Give me a break. Put it this way, I mean, as a supporter of a, a very successful club and probably, you know, one of the, certainly one of the most two most successful clubs over the last, you know, five or so years. Yeah. Over the I last season. I don't look at a game versus South as a, that's not a game that I look forward to except for banking two points. Yeah. You know, the if games, you beat South, you don't go and say, well, you know, we just f- beat the Pride of the League. Fucking beat the Pride of the League. We must be, we're fucking specials for the title. Or if you beat South, you don't go, fuck, rugby league's going shit because South just lost. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, you beat. You beat. I mean. Uh, Be happy for your team. Don't carry on like fuckheads about it. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Agree. Like a win against South is basically probably five percent worth celebration more than a fucking buy. That's right. <laughs> you know, and you know, any time other than the finals, you know, if you play South, you're wondering if their fans are at a rally. Yeah, because I mean, like, they're certainly not at the fucking game. That's all I'm saying. Exactly. That, that's just what I'm saying. No, no one, no one except South fans are coming on with this pride of the league thing. For me, it's like two points. For you, it's you know praying you don't get fifty put on you again. But knowing that it'll probably happen. Yes. Previews coming up on Friday night. The first preliminary final with the winner making their way through to the 2012 grand final. The Melbourne Storm taking on the mighty Manly Sea Eagles down at Amy Park in Melbourne. This one is uh, 7.45. Well, you know, Channel 9 would have you believe at 
fact of the matter is, it probably doesn't kick off until around eight-ish, really. Mm. Uh, you'll have to watch montages of stuff. Well, that's right. I mean, in Channel 9, they can do what they want, Nathan, because you know what? Because they own the game. They own the game. They, they bought the game. They own the game. They do what they fucking want. They paid the good money for the game, and uh, they can do what they want with it. And, uh, you know, how am I going to... Who am I to... That's right. You don't own the fucking game, Nathan. I don't, I, I don't own the game. I didn't put a billion dollars in. That That's right. That Gingell personally put in. That's right. Apparently. Yeah. I mean, if anyone has bought the right to have a smug, cockhead-like grin on their face, it's him. <laughs> That's and, all I'm saying. And, and he, he bought uh, the game. Yeah, and, and, he does, uh, and he does have uh, said grin. Yes, yeah. yes, he does. Now, um, Melbourne. Yes. Much has been said about their home ground advantage, but... They've only sold 15,000 tickets. Exactly. Um, Manly so, does have quite an intimidatory fans. edge over the Melbourne Storm. And Melbourne fans don't travel across the whatever it is that gets to Amy from Melbourne City. Across the paved Olympic precinct <laughs> concourse, apparently. Because they yes. certainly travelled with the MCG, where they'll get 100,000 to watch a fucking team running last playing the team running second last. In the AFL. Yeah, yeah. Play a different sport that's yeah. not even mildly entertaining. Yeah. You get a hundred thousand people there. Yeah. Yeah. One week out from the grand final, in a better sport, mm-hmm. fifteen thousand. Yep. Yeah. I reckon they'll get probably about nineteen thousand. They may crack twenty if they're lucky. I believe that that's what they got to their first game. It was nineteen thousand and something the, the first week of the finals against Souths. Just wondering uh, if, uh, like I said, Manly's intimidating edge over the Storm. Some would say they own the Storm. If you beat a team 40 0 in a grand final, yeah. um, and then, you That's know. That's five years ago, too. So. Yeah, four years ago. Yeah, whatever. We yeah. beat the Cowboys fucking 2005. We still own them and their yeah. kids. Yeah. And their kids' kids. Yeah. Let's not forget that. Ever. No matter how shit the West Tigers go next season, we'll never forget that, name. Ever. The points, okay? the points that they owned from you this season, they would have got you into the eight. Just saying. Anyway, back to this game. <laughs> now that you've refuted my claims. Um <laughs> I just think the Brookie Brawl and all that other bullshit, 40 nil and the fucking crap I've heard so many times before, there's an element of truth to it in the fact that in big games, I'm not sure Melbourne think they can beat Manly. Because certainly, yeah, I mean, I, 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 will, I will concede that we probably have the edge in big games like finals matches and stuff lately, you know, the last couple of times we've met. But um, I think the last time we met, though... I mean, well, it's not like Melbourne's ever beaten Manly in a, in a grand final that shows anywhere in the record books, is it, mate? No, they haven't. That's actually a game that never happened. Never happened. Exactly. Asterisk. They were fucking strong that year. They were. They the were. The asterisk was tremendous. They were the undefeated premiers that year. They were better on the day. I concede that Asterisk were better on the day. Yes. And I defeated us, but, you know, we recovered and then, you know, to regroup against Melbourne the following year, 40-0. Um, there's a couple of things. First, What was the score that year? In uh, which year? 2008. 40-0. Oh, that's right. 40-0. Yeah. Fucking ball. I can't believe you don't mention that more often. 40, 40, 40 points to zero. To zero. 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 They didn't score a single point, Melbourne. Not a single point. In 2008 grand final. Incre- in a grand final, mate. In a grand final. Why haven't you brought this up sooner? It's amazing, isn't it? Oh, it is amazing. Too. Now, Storm, I mean, they had a, you know, and I'm just looking at their uh, their team now. They've uh, attempted to name a side, but not really. They've got 20 players named for this one. Um <laughs> And looking at the uh, the extended portion, well, they've of the bench. got uh, they've got nineteen players and Rory Cross Jason. <laughs> yeah, uh, so you've got uh, Fanua. He's uh, he's been named on the bench. Sorry, eighteen players: Rory Cross Jason and Jason Riles. 
<laughs> now, Jason Rolls, the fact that he would be rushed into a side, it warms my heart to think he'll play the game, and I'm, I'm delighted if he plays the game, because, I mean, those penalties and mistakes are going to be like gold. They're going to give us the field position that wins us the match, quite frankly. Um, they've got guys like... Uh, Seagulls are going to be calling Jason Rolls Kemosabi boy in the end of this game. Yeah, they've got Will Chambers named. I heard that he wasn't really, you know, that much of a shot of getting in. Uh, they don't have uh, Anthony Quinn named anywhere... On the, on the bench. That uh, works in Melbourne's favour. That works in their, in their favour, yeah. Um, so, you know, maybe Fenua, I think Fenua will probably get in there uh, in, in on one of the wings, and I think Chambers might drop off and Justin O'Neill might find himself in the centres. Um, it's, it's mystifying to me that Jason Riles is the guy that gets the saloon passage straight back into the side. I don't understand what Bellamy's seen in him. Uh, that, that you know every The same thing co- that every other fucking coach he's ever played under has seen in him. Yeah, and most, then no, most wasn't there. Yeah. <laughs> it's just Craig. Craig hasn't quite got to that point with him. Yeah, I mean Todd Lowry is another guy that I think was uh, under an injury cloud as well. So I don't think we really know who the Melbourne lineup's going to. You know what it's going to look like until you know the the uh, mandatory hour before kickoff. Um, Tough one to pick. I know you're going to say Manly, and oh, by far, by far. I honestly think they do have the edge over Melbourne in the bigger games. Um, and that will probably spell a manly victory, which will mean a saloon passage to the grand final. Uh, and I'll have to listen to all the fuck-headed manly fans carry on. Um, but <laughs> if you lose, then you'll carry on about the refs anyway. Uh, I think manly can do it. I think they can beat Melbourne down there. It's a big ask. Return of the Matai. Yes. So uh, for at least for a week, anyway, he'll be in doubt for next week as to depending just, on what grading I mean, he gets hits with. But I mean, you know, Vare did, uh, you know, he he did, uh, you know, fill the gap admirably last week as well. I thought, and uh, so did Oldfield. In fact, I almost would have been inclined to um, to put Oldfield on and keep the wing spot outside Jamie Lyon because, as I said last week before the game, that they do seem to have an understanding and it seemed to you know work really well through the game uh, through that game against the Cowboys as well. Uh, a couple of you know good things happened down that side of the field and you know defensively you know they were, you know they were pretty much fine I mean there was one one lapse off a forward pass but you know to be expected um, Manly yeah, what's your tip mate I think we've reviewed oh, Manly, the teams yeah, enough Manly, yeah Manly wins by probably uh, a comfortable 40 nil. Um, uh, no no not 40 nil. I win probably by 10 um, another thing that I've seen Melbourne saying though as well is uh, and, and actually I've seen Kieran Foran saying it as well through the weekend uh, Manly guys oh the last time Manly went down there to play uh, the Storm in the final got smashed like oh they almost beat us by 50 I mean the truth of the matter was it was 40 to 12 and there was a lot going on behind the scenes that day immediately before that match took place and I'm glad that Manly are actually advertising like you know they sort of say oh yeah we got fucking smashed down there it's pretty smart uh, I think um, mind games ahead of that game because uh, the situation happened with Glenn Hall before that game clearly meant that Manly were never going to be in that match. Um, the other thing, George Rose. Seen a lot of Manly fans blowing up. Put George back in the side. Why isn't George in the side? Bring back George. We want George. Hash, bring back George. Mm. Seriously, Jeff Tuvey is picking the 17 fittest players that he has at his disposal every week. The end. And... I mean, he could pick 17, he could pick 117 of his fittest players, and George Rose probably wouldn't have been amongst them. Yeah, and now Just Vic, saying. Vic I know Morrow, he's well-loved. Vic Morrow, he was the same... that's controversial. Vic Morrow was in the same situation last year as this year. He didn't play... Uh, you know, he played off the bench a couple of times, and then as the season went on, he was the guy that got the bench position because Vic Morrow is basically like, you know, like Luke Williamson, Mark II. He will never do anything spectacular in attack, ever. Ever. He won't make line breaks. What he will do, he'll do his hit-ups. He'll make decent meters, unspectacular meters, but he will not miss a fucking tackle and he will not make a fucking mistake. And, you know, in 
razor-thin games like this, in crunch games like this, that's certainly the guy I feel more comfortable with having in the side rather than a guy that's, you know, fucking, you know, great guy, awesome to chat to and everything, great with the fans, great over social media, but at the end of the day, two's got to pick, he's got to pick the, you know, we're trying to win grand finals here, not fucking uh, win the hearts and minds of uh, George Rose fans. Well said, mate. Let's move on to the next game, shall we? All right. The second preliminary final, which funnily enough, the winner of this will go on to play Manly in the grand final. <laughs> the Canterbury Bankstown Bulldogs take Playing on. for the right to face the Manly Moringa Sea Eagles in the grand yeah, final. Yeah, versus uh, the South Sydney. The privilege, Rambos. some would say. The privilege, the honour. Um, the Just the downright. The honour. The honour to be beaten by Manly in the grand final, some would exactly. say. Exactly. I mean, Not me. I wouldn't say that. No, no. You would, that you, sounds fucking ludicrous. You would say that because you've got to finish better than 10th to get that kind of opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> so, the doggies. You know, will the week off? I mean, I think they definitely could have used that week off to, you know, recover from the, the bumps and bruises from the initial game in the finals against Manly. Although, having said that, Manly, for a side that was apparently injured, didn't really, you know, seem to hold too many ill effects either. Um, their side, relatively unchanged. Uh, the team I've got in front of me doesn't have a player 18. Is that right? Yeah. So, you've got uh, you've got Halitau sitting there in a the 19th jersey. They don't... That, do you know that the Bulldogs don't name an, a player in jersey 18? Because... 18 is reserved for the fans. Did what? you know that? Fucking true story. Explain. Well, the fans are like their 18th player. <laughs> I've seen Doggies fans. Fucking some dude pulls a hamstring and fucking <laughs> during the warm up. I'll just see some of those fuckers get on the field. <laughs> <laughs> we just got through talking about Jeff Tooby's like. <laughs> <laughs> <coughs> so, um, you know. Pretty much unchanged side from the recent, you know, from the last month or so. Uh, that's that's. Can Bernie know. Barber keep it going? Can he well, keep Jared Haining this shit? Yeah, that's. I mean, against the Rabbitohs, I would I would dare say he'd be a special to score at least one try. The Rabbitohs are not a defensive side that I think really have the ability to contain him. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm quite sure. If if Barber's Greg Inglis to get one try. If Greg Inglis gets man of the match yep. in this game, Rabbitohs will win. If Greg Inglis plays anything less than a man of the match type performance, Rabbitohs don't stand a fucking chance in this game. Yeah, I don't even think that's... Uh, even if Greg Inglis gets man of the match, I don't think that's enough. I think Greg Inglis, um, Sam Burgess, and potentially Dave Taylor will have to play absolute fucking blinders to get these guys over the line. And Isaac Luke. And Isaac Luke. I think Isaac yeah. Luke... If he, and Adam Reynolds. If Isaac Luke plays and like... And John did, Sutton. No, no. If Isaac Luke plays like he did last week, but if you need like... Like Greg Inglis did nothing last week. Mm. Oh, yeah. Burgess, one good run. Burgess, Burgess is fairly... You know, he was fairly solid. He always is fairly solid. But I think Burgess has to play a, a blinder. Greg Inglis has to play a blinder. And there's, you know, there's a question about Greg Inglis about how fit is he as well. I mean, is he injured? Yeah, he did cop uh, a knock on the knee. Yeah, so he seemed to be a bit, little bit... You know, he was definitely down and like a bit hampered, I think, last week. Um, Nathan Merritt returns to the wing, so he's always good for some tries as well. But the Bulldogs, they have decent defence. Yes. I, I'm just, I just don't know how much of a way through uh, there is for the Rabbitohs. Traditionally, however, and I mean, when I say traditionally, I mean this year, both of their games have been tight ones. I'm going to say the Bulldogs because uh, I'd like to see a Bulldogs manly grand final. Um, and, you know, I just think that's a. Which is code for you'd like to see me in fucking jail. Well, yeah, 
um, facing the death penalty, preferably, but I know that's not legal in Australia and you can't do that. But <laughs> um, I just... One last... That'll be a nice fitting end to all the bullshit with Hasler and the Eagles. Comes down to the last game of the season. Did he make the right decision? Did he not make the right decision? I don't think it's come down to the last game of the season for him to make his decision. I think he'd be looking at the fucking pillowcase stuff full of $100 bills that he sleeps on every night. That, that's what tells him it's the right decision. <laughs> the uh, the unlimited kebabs that he can buy when he looks at his fucking uh, his net bank total. I suspect he's, uh, he's already on a, uh, a fairly hefty total of, of kebabs per week, should he so desire. But um, I just think it would add to the storyline. Um, I just... And on top of that, I think the Bulldogs are a better rugby league side than the Rabbitohs. So oh, um, I think Ben Barber... Um, He's on such a run at the moment. He can do no wrong. And I think if there's a side out of the four sides, or sorry, out of the three sides um, that are left in the competition, I think the Rabbitohs are probably the least likely to put up resistance against Ben Barber. Um, And, you know, in honour of Jackson's, you know, insistence on forging a bromance with Ben Barber at the moment, (laughs) I'm going to tip the Bulldogs. I'm going to tip the Bulldogs because, quite frankly, I don't think the Rabbitohs have any business being in the top four. I don't think they have any business being in the last four in the finals. I can't believe they got so far this season and um, without being disrespectful to the Rabbitohs. Again. <laughs> Didn't we just have this conversation? Yeah. I, I, it, They're the pride of the league, Nathan. Absolutely mystifying. And I just, uh, I just think pride that... Pride of the league. Um, yeah. When, when South are going well, rugby league's going well, Nathan. Yeah. Haven't you heard that? Yeah, well, so, I mean, I guess rugby league's going fairly well and uh, it's just going to fall into shitter after this weekend because uh, I, I cannot see a way for the Rabbitohs to win. Um, now, you know, that could come back and bite me. You know, the Rabbitohs could jag it, but I just can't see a way that the Rabbitohs can possibly win this game. I can't see it. No. Well, there's definitely a chance for them to win the game. But I, I, sadly, I think if... There's always uh, a chance in a two-horse race, but I can't... If I shut my eyes and try and visualise how the game's going to go, it's in, I cannot possibly visualise a scenario that would see the Rabbitohs ahead at full time. Other than perhaps a send-off from the dogs. Maybe two. Two send-offs from the dogs. Jesus. That's about the, that's about the equation. So, I mean, I guess, you know, you know, Bully should start thinking about how he's going to bait Anderson into doing something stupid. Well, I mean, <laughs> he's a definite candidate... Yeah. Um, to incite a couple of send-offs and, and whether cool. Ennis is the type of guy that is going to react. He's yeah. more of an instigator than a reactor. Yep. Good season, Rabbits. I mean, far better than anything you've dished up in, you know, almost 20 years. Certainly more uh, Probably more than 20 years. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, these things have to come to an end and uh, your end comes this week. But um, good season nonetheless. Uh, full time for episode 105 as always you can interact with us on Twitter so follow at TWI League we're on Facebook and Glenn while you're away we hit the 1000 mark and passed the 1000 mark on the likes so uh, that's uh, facebook.com forward slash this week in league and uh, thanks to everyone who hit that like button uh, now we're sitting at 1005 I think how good is that we cracked it I thought it was an unrealistic goal when we first sort of set it um, yeah because we probably please, what, what, should have been 10,000 but whatever but we started this season what you know under 900 I think so 
Uh, it was good. I mean, I didn't think we were going to make it uh, even like, you know, probably six weeks ago, but then Surge came strong and we made it. So uh, thanks very much to uh, everyone who uh, hit the uh, like button and uh, got us there. iTunes, a couple of new reviews this week. The first one by someone by the name of Twisty G. And they've actually put their Twitter handle in there too, which makes it real easy for us. It's uh, Fubar underscore 84. And they've said, uh, it's better than bacon. Five stars. I've only been listening to this show since episode 99, but it is fantastic. What's fucking taking you so long, champ? Yeah, a couple of no-holds-barred opinions on the weekly news matches, hat tricks, and hash tigers in decline. Keep up the good work, guys. That Shall guy's do. Instant convert. Been listening for, for half a dozen episodes. And uh, not even... And he's already up on the everything. He's all over it. He already knows that all this shit's about is hat tricks and dogs in decline pretty yeah, much. <laughs> that's, that's it. It's a pretty simple equation. Exactly. Um, the next one from someone by uh, XXX Pharaoh. And he said, you complete me. Five stars. These guys are as amazing as a golden point field goal. Predictable, but still amazing. Love the show, lads. Hash Alfie should be banned. <laughs> So you're looking at me with that face. Usually like the face when someone throws a quote from a movie at you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I agree Alfie should be banned. If you're talking about Alfie Langer running around behind the line, I agree with that 100%. Yes. He's an absolute disgrace. What's he actually talking about? I, I'm just assuming that. Is that, that a that. movie with Jude Law, Alfie? Should yeah, well, that should be banned too. That was terrible. It was a fucking horrible movie. It was a terrible movie. Yeah. Did you actually have to see that movie? No. And you know, it's terrible. It's got Jude Law in it. <laughs> He's been in some good movies, though. Uh, the movie where he had sex with his nanny, that was the best movie ever made. <laughs> like Gattaca. <laughs> Don't get it. <laughs> Tipping. I moved up to 40th again, uh, about 10 points off the top, but obviously, you know, with three points to up for grabs in this season, <laughs> out of the question. Uh, you're in 72nd position. Of course I am. And you're so far behind uh, Kyle, who you've had that bet with. Yeah. Um, it was over weeks ago, I mean, to be fair. True. Um, on top this week, maintaining the number one position by one point, it's me, Cookie Bra. Good who job. Who recently joined Twitter. 131. Then uh, we've got the... Fittingly has a cookie monster, Abby. <laughs> and pretty much for the entire season, we had Whitey leading until about a week, maybe two weeks ago, uh, succumbed and uh, is now one point behind on 130 points in second place. Hash Whitey. Moving up into third place this week is Kylie M, 130. So tied second, as a matter of fact. Uh, just behind on four and against, to all margins. Uh, number four, we've got Dougie, two points back on 128 points. Uh, in fifth place, dropping... We have Todd H1987, who incidentally got zero from two this week. So that's what you get when you tip North Queensland. <laughs> 128, so tied fourth. And um, a special, special uh, mention to someone who doesn't have enough points to get into the top five. My buddy, Dave Mack, co-host on This Week in MMA. And uh, you can obviously get that one at uh, TWIMMA.com. Now, Dave, on This Week in MMA... It's been a uh, it's been a recent. There's been uh, no events lately, like for about four weeks, four five weeks now. No UFCs or anything like that. And we've got tipping over there for and you know fantasy and stuff like that for the MMA stuff. We haven't had tipping, so he's been bringing up the NRL tipping and he's a uh, fantastic form. Where probably two weeks ago when he started talking about it, he was bringing up you know the fact that he was in third place and he was making a charge. I think he was two points behind the leader at the time. And I was saying, you know, the strategy now you need to close the gap. So you need to start going for you know like we had an argument that you know. If I had, you know, there was what, five points maybe at that stage up for grabs for the rest of the season, five points up for grabs, 
the leader can just pick the favourites and you have to somehow, you know, pick the ones he's not going to pick to bridge the gap. Otherwise, you're just going to yeah. keep the same. No and he was like, he's like, no, you've just got to pick the teams that win. And, you know, I was like, okay, you might be happy to finish, mm. you know, just the same margin behind. But anyway. This is why he co-hosts, co-hosts a second-rate podcast. Because <laughs> he's not a particularly intelligent individual. Anyway, I'd just like to, to highlight that Dave this week got zero out of two. And is now on 127 points, four points behind the leader. So it is official that he, with three points up for grabs for the rest of the season, he cannot win. And should have listened to me, and he should have maybe you know tipped against his instinct and uh, tipped Manly. If he's tipped Manly, he would have been in the mix. And in fact, he's four and he's uh, not four and against. Like he's uh, he's uh, what do you call it? The uh, margin thing is so good, it actually would have put him uh, into fourth place. Mm. And because uh, he has a second, that's best what margin. you get. So. You called it too early. Um, fantasy. I have to ask you this as well. You have to find out who won all the comps, the five comps that you were managing. The uh, grand finals there. So he's logging in Supercoach. Yes. And get those because we got some, uh, we got to divvy up some stuff. Yes. For the winners. Yes, we do. And I've got the winners obviously in a couple. Of, there was only two that I was managing. So Signed nude photos of us. Taking yes. separately, of course. And then Photoshopped together in hot positions. Drizzled in honey. <laughs> yeah, like the actual photograph is drizzled with honey. So it's a bit sticky when you pull it out of the envelope. That's right. And autographed in lipstick. Yes. Which is rubbed on the end of our penises and we sign our own names. <laughs> so yeah. So no, those those stamps that you see on your photos they weren't made by mushrooms. <laughs> um but fantasy, we're running the competition obviously in the uh in the finals fantasy with Supercoach. And I've got a bit of a top five update there. Uh, Bones, our mate Bones. Your mate. The super fan. The, uh, possibly the, the biggest Manly fan uh, in existence. He's on top. And um, not only he's on top, he's uh, fairly significantly on top as well. And he got over 500 this week, which is fucking incredible. Um, and he's leading over, the, over second place by about 20 points. Uh, second, this is if you can believe this competition, Team Dev, Trotters himself. Oh, he's second. On 881 points. Is this some sort of roll call of dickheads? Third. A team by the name of the Plural Effusion, manned by Curtis. Yes, yes, it is a roll call of dickheads. <laughs> he's, uh, he's third on 865 points. One, two, three. And fourth, the mighty Stark Direwolves by me on 862. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not doing anything to refute my claim. And coming fifth, we have uh, a team by the name of Chook and someone, Aman. Not sure who that is. Make yourself known if you're on Twitter, though. Uh, on if you're not a dickhead like the rest of the people in that top five. So, yeah. Just um, saying. So, yeah, I'm actually I'm, I'm pleased to be uh, so far up the top on a, on a fairly deep competition. If uh, you um if you were a good marksman yes. with a rifle yes. and there was a podium for such things as this fantasy comp yes. and you got those three fuckheads on a podium yes. and you line them up in some way, yes. pick them all off with one bullet, no. I'd have, a, I'd have a fucking shot. I'd have a go. <laughs> You'd have a go. If nothing you? else, I'd fucking take out trotters. <laughs> Do the world a fucking favour. <laughs> oh, it's good to have you back. It's good to be back. And so, of course, we still have stock of the Revelation shirt, uh, the hats, stubby coolers, all that good shit. So fucking buy it. Hit it up, thisweekinleague.com forward slash shop. You got time before Christmas. You got plenty of time before Christmas, actually. Right. But you know, the early. We've even got there. someone taking over our distribution, so you'll get your stuff faster. Exactly, exactly. We decided to, start to speed things up, speed processes up, and everything. Um, and you know, quite frankly, you know, I want to clear this stuff out so we can do the next generation of stuff as well. Exactly. You know, Put your fingers out. 
but yeah, maybe in the off season we'll have time to uh, think about doing the uh, the next line of stuff. That's right. But in any case, shirts, 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 hats, 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 hats. Stubby coolers, 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 coolers. All good. Perfect for Christmas for for everybody, but especially people who like this show. <laughs> That's right. I mean, people that have never heard of the show will get a kick out of it too. They'll think it's a novelty shirt. Mate, the shirts make people uh, incredibly popular. In fact, um, and super sexy. Well, we mentioned, uh, you know, a couple Especially weeks ago. when you wear them without pants. A couple of weeks ago, we had uh, Matt McLeod, uh, one of our listeners, uh, who's over in England, and his uh, sister was a member. Hannah. Of, Hannah was a member of the uh, the Great Britain uh, hockey team that won bronze medal at the recent Olympics. Uh, he sent us a photo of his sister wearing his This Week in League shirt with her bronze medal on, and that was fantastic. We uh, put it out over Twitter. But then the next week he came up, he said that he was wearing his This Week in League shirt and some random dude came up to him and said, are you the hockey brother? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, and then he said yes, and then the other gentleman said, well, I like your taste in podcasts, but geez, you are the failure of your family. Yeah. To which he agreed. Where's that effect? Yes. Um, so yeah, I mean, you know, you could be famous like Matt McClellan because that's not that's not the first time that he's been. He said, you know, goes to touch football and people recognise. So you'd imagine Matt's sister would get a lot of recognition and you know fame, residual fame from being an Olympic medalist or wearing our shirt or I'm wearing sure our shirt. Play. One or the I'm, other. I'm probably going to go with the Olympic medalist one, close second, wearing our shirt. Matt probably doesn't because he's a very unattractive man. And he's not particularly intelligent and has no friends. Oh, so he's not particularly, you know, it's not like people are going to walk up to him in the street and say, oh, Matt, how are you? No, oh, listeners, 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 poor old listeners. Clearly Glenn is back in the building. <laughs> the, uh, you, you had a two-week respite from being slandered and just basically pummeled yes. nonstop. It's all done with love. Unfo- I love Matt. Really, I do. Unfortunately, those days are over again. Glenn's back yes. and uh, everyone's a target. <laughs> None of you are safe. But it is still good to have you back, mate. It's good to be back, buddy. On yeah. the comeback trail. And that is all we got time for this week. You have anything else you want to add? Oh, look, fucking go manly. 